Welcome to the As We Go podcast, where we explore God, faith, scripture, and everything in between when it comes to this messy life. In today's episode, we are answering the question, if we are saved by faith, do we still get judged? And if we mess up, can we still enter heaven? Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss any content. And now for today's episode. What is going on, guys? Will DelVal here, back with the As We Go podcast, here for another episode. So welcome back if you're returning. Welcome if this is your first time watching or your first time listening. I'm just so excited that we are still doing this. Um, It's been a crazy time for me. We just got done Thanksgiving when we are recording this. Um, It was a great Thanksgiving. We did two Thanksgivings. We did one at 10 a.m., so it was more like Thanksgiving breakfast. And then we did another one at one o'clock. The morning one was my wife's family. The second one was my family. So there was only a half hour difference between the two dinners slash breakfast lunch. So it was a little hectic. Um, But I'm glad to be filming again with you guys and recording again with you guys. Um, So we're just going to dive right in because we are answering today another question brought by one of our listeners. This question says, the Bible says we are saved through faith, but on judgment day, he asks us what we have done for him. Do we still enter heaven? This is a great question, right? The Bible says we are saved through faith, but on judgment day, he asks what we have done for him. And do we still enter heaven? This is a great question because I think, like we said in former podcast episodes, there's an afterlife. You can't ignore heaven or hell. Jesus didn't ignore the topics of heaven or hell. He talked about it and we don't have to be afraid of it. We need to address it. We shouldn't shy away from it, but lean into it and see what scripture says about it. What does scripture say about this judgment day? Throughout the pages of scripture, it talks about this day of judgment. Through the New Testament, it talks about a lot. There'll be a day of judgment. And the Old Testament, it talks about how God judges those who believe and those who don't. Now, a lot of people might say like, oh, well, in the world today, I don't believe in that God. That they acknowledge that they believe in God, but their God's not full, is not a judging God. But where do we get that from? I remember so many conversations where I'm talking to people and they're saying, man, I, I know God has a wrath and that he's, he's a judging God, but that's Old Testament God. Jesus was nothing like that. Jesus is nothing like the Father. The Old Testament God, yeah, he's wrathful, he's judgmental, but Jesus, the God of the New Testament, has no judgment in him. He's no, he has no wrath and we don't have to worry. I'm cautious to say that because where do we get that from? Is that based on our own belief or based on what we, what we desire or based off scripture? Think about it. For 2,000 years, the church and people have been looking at this book, looking at the New Testament for their guidance on who God is. Now, I know there's a lot of different religions and faith out there, faiths out there. But what does scripture have to say about the coming judgment? And is there even a coming judgment? And then to answer the question, if we're saved through faith, does he really bring up all of our good deeds and bad deeds? And if he does, is there a chance, even though we're saved through faith, we won't get to heaven? Now, I want to remind everyone what it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says... 
God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift of God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can know we so we can do the good things he's planned for us long ago. Think about it, right? Look at verse 8. God saved you by his grace when you believed. We are saved by our grace, by grace alone. We are saved by grace and faith alone. Our faith is what saves us. When we, when we declare with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in our heart that he was risen from the dead, we are saved. We don't have to worry about judgment. In John chapter 5, it says this, John 5 verse 24, I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. And listen to this part. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death to life. Right? So the believer, those who have put their faith in Jesus, we are saved. You are saved by grace. Not a matter of works, no matter of good deeds could ever earn our way into heaven. And we've talked about that on former podcasts as well. That it's not about how good we are. If you compare us to Jesus, we will always fall short. We've all fallen short from God's glorious standards. We've talked about this almost every single episode. So is there a judgment for believers? And what is the day of judgment? At some point, scripture talks about this day of judgment that God is going to come and he's going to judge the living and the dead. Take a look at Revelation chapter 20. In Revelation 20, it's actually, it's titled in verse 11, the final judgment. That at the very end, the end of all things, that one day everything we see, all of this will be done. And heaven and earth will pass away and God will make something new. But in between that, there's going to be something called the final judgment. Something called the great white throne judgment. This is what it says. And I saw a great white throne. And the one sitting on it, let me try that again. And I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it. The earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. And the books were open, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they have done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up its dead, and death and the grave gave up their dead. And all were judged according to their deeds. Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is the second death. And anyone whose name was not recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. That in the end... At the end of all things, there is this moment where everyone, the sea, everyone who's passed on, everyone who's died will stand before this great white throne and God's going to start opening up these books. And when they open them, including this book called the book of life and the sea will give up its dead, the grave will give up the dead and he will be judged according to our deeds. But what about what we just read in John 5? that we will not be condemned because we've already passed from death to life. When we look at scripture, we can't just 
cherry pick passages, cherry pick verses and sentences and go, well, this is what it means here. This is what it means here. You have to look at the Bible in all of its context. You have to look at it holistically. What I like to do is I like to look at a verse and see what does that verse mean to the chapter? What does that chapter mean to that letter or that book? And what does that book relate to the entirety of scripture? And in this chapter, chapter 20 of Revelation, it's talking about this great white throne where the sea and the and the graves will give up the dead. And they're all judged according to their deeds. And when you compare that to John 5, you start to realize this judgment is not about believers. This is for the unbeliever. That in the end, everyone who didn't believe in that Jesus was truly the son of God and didn't believe in his life, his death, and his resurrection will be judged according to their deeds. And if their name is not written in the book of life, they'll be thrown into a lake of fire, a second death. Right? We like to think that we can dictate our own morality, that we can choose what's good and what's wrong in the world. But that all is relative. That's all perspective if there's not an authoritative being, an authoritative person dictating what is good and right. If we all were to decide what's good and what's wrong based on societal things, we would all come up with different different conclusions. What I think is good, you might think is evil. What you think is evil, I might think is good. But there has to be someone, some authority out there, some authoritative being that's dictating what is good and morally and ethically right. That's God. He is the judge. And he will look at what we've, what we've done in life and will be judged on it. The question is, how will we judge? Well, remember, the believer will be judged on who they knew. And the unbeliever will be judged on what they've done. So if we don't put our faith in Jesus, all we have left is the deeds we've done and we will fall short. Because when we believe in Jesus, our name is then written in this thing called the book of life. And you will see our name and say, hey man, this person has been covered by the blood of my son. They believed in him. They've confessed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and that he was raised from the dead. Come, I've prepared a place for you. And they won't face this judgment. When we talk about judgment, this is for the unbeliever. This is why it's important that we get the message out there. This is why it's important that we spread the gospel. Because there is a final day of judgment. But what about the question? The question was, what about those who put their faith in Jesus? Do we still have to give an account for all we did? And then if we do, do we still get to enter heaven? So remember, we read in the beginning, Ephesians 2, we are saved by grace alone, by faith alone. So do we get judged, right? John 5 says, there's no condemnation for our sin. So do we get judged? Take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 10 for we, this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. So he's writing to believers. He's not writing to unchurched people. He's not writing to unbelievers. He's writing to the church. And he says in verse 10 of chapter five in second Corinthians, for we must all stand before Christ to be judged. 
right? All of us, everyone, we must all stand before Christ to be judged and we receive whatever we deserve for the good and evil we've done in this earthly body. This is talking to the believers, right? So there's two judgment moments in in, in the next part of whatever is happening, right? There's two, there's two different judgment seats. One is this great white throne judgment where all the unbelievers, all of the dead will face God and they will be, they have to account for what they've done in this world. But believers have a different day of judgment. We have what is called the judgment seat of Christ, where we go before Christ and we're not judged on who just, we, we are judged on who we knew. Did we know him? And if we knew him, we're at this judgment seat. At this judgment seat, we are judged for what we did with his name, right? So many people believe in this narrative, this thing that has gotten into the church that, oh, well, I've prayed the sinner's prayer, so I'm a believer. That I've Yes, I've confessed with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I, I prayed it at camp, or I, I raised my hand at church. And what happens is we get this false sense of, secure, of security, thinking, well, I, I prayed the sinner's prayer, so I'm good. But it's what do you do with that belief, right? We are truly saved by faith alone. It's not about our works. But let me tell you, our works will determine if we really had a faith. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want you to think that I'm talking about that we have a works-based faith, right? You can't earn your way into salvation. You can't earn your way into heaven. But if you really believe, if you really believe that Jesus is who he said he is and who he says he is because he's still alive, seated at the right hand of the Father, if we really believe he is who he says he is and he is alive and his words are power and he is God, then our, then our actions will dictate that. You can tell if someone genuinely believes based on their actions. So many people today, especially in this American context, have, have this moment where they said, I prayed the sinner's prayer. I'm good. And they go on living life just like they used to. Thinking like, I've prayed, I'm good. I got my get out of hell free card. But no, all of those who believe and call upon the name of Jesus will also be judged. But now, Jesus knows the heart of men. And when I say that, I say the heart of humanity. And he knows if our faith is sincere. Are we just saying it like a, like a magic spell? Hey, Jesus is the Lord. But we, we didn't actually believe. Our works show our faith. And when we are standing in this verse and it says in, that we must all stand before Christ to be judged, this is not like a th- like this is not like that that verse in Revelation 20. It's not like this courtroom and this this judge on the throne. When you really translate in the original language, it's more like it's called the bema seat, right? It's where in in like ancient cultures when they would do sports, that there would be a person standing on the bema seat and he would he would say what good and bad the athlete did. You were still an athlete. It just show, it was how you got scored. And in this one, it's not, this is not judging on whether we get into heaven, but it's being judged on what did we do with the name of Christ? Do we live in a manner worthy of the gospel? Did we, did we tell others about Jesus? Did we make disciples? This, this verse, this judgment is not a salvation one. This is about the crowns in heaven that we end up throwing at his feet anyway. But it's coming together with God and Christ is saying, hey, what did you do with my name? 
Did you tell your family? Did you tell your neighbors? Did you tell your loved ones? Did you help the lost? Did you make disciples? Because that's everyone's command. Everyone's command is in Matthew 28 and is in Mark 16. Everyone who's called upon Jesus and believes in him as their Lord and Savior, he challenges all of us. Hey, make disciples. It's not just pastor's job. It's not just missionaries' jobs. It's everyone's job to make disciples. Whoa, breaking the fourth wall and jumping into my own episode. I'm here to tell you that the As We Go podcast has started a Patreon. We want to continue to grow this content and get the message out there. We want to up our quality and start having interviews and more dialogue with each other. To do that, we need some support. So will you consider giving to our Patreon? You can find it wherever links are. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss any content. And now let's get back into the episode. So when it talks about we will be judged for our deeds, this is what it's talking about. It's not based on our salvation. It's talking about treasures we receive in heaven, rewards we receive in heaven, and that we will be in heaven with him. But those who didn't believe, they're the ones who stand at that Revelation 20 great white throne judgment. And the books will be open of all of their life and all of their deeds And they'll look in the book of life to see if they put their trust in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And if they didn't, their name won't be written in there. And Revelation 20 was clear. What happens? But what's what's beautiful is, right now, you can have your name written in the book of life by truly believing that Jesus is who he says he is. But the problem today is we have this, this narrative out there about this sinner's prayer that you just got to pray this prayer and then it's all good. You can just continue on living the way you wanted to. But it says this, Matthew 16, verse 24. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? This chapter is about the Nile. When we, when we believe in Jesus, it's about giving up our own way, denying ourselves and saying, I'm going to follow what he desires and what he wants. But too many times we trick people into thinking, hey, I prayed this sinner's prayer so I can continue to live the way I want to live. But no, Jesus is saying, no, if you truly want to be my disciple, if you really want to follow me, deny yourself. But we live in a culture that's the complete opposite of that. It's all about the me movement, right? We take a selfie. It's all about how can we look better and how can we do better for ourselves and build up our own kingdoms. So when we follow Christ, if we really want to follow him, yeah, we got to know. We're going to be judged for what we did with his name. And we got to ask ourselves, are we truly denying ourselves? It says this about true disciples, true followers. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter it. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we've prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who breaks God's law. See, these people think they're going to be at that that judgment seat of Christ. 
that they think they're going to be, oh, we believed, we, we called him Lord. But they didn't deny themselves. And yeah, they'll actually be at that great white throne judgment. And he'll say, you're going to say, Lord, we did so many things. We, we prophesied. We told people about you. We cast out demons. I mean, they did miracles in his name. And Jesus would say, I didn't know you. Because it was all for show. They didn't deny themselves. They didn't really put their faith in Jesus. They put it in the works and in themselves. Following Jesus is about denying ourselves, that we lay down our wants and our desires and pick up his. But I think I'm so, I'm, I'm so fearful of that sinner's prayer because you won't find that in the Bible. There is no sinner's prayer. It's a good tool to have someone walk through and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But we're not saved from that magic prayer. We're saved by having faith in Jesus and denying ourselves picking up our crosses and following him, doing what he said. We obey his commands because of our faith. It'd be weird to be like, hey, I believe Jesus is the son of God, but then follow nothing he said. That would show that we really don't believe that who he is. And that this verse always scares me that those many will say, Lord, Lord, I prophesied in your name. I've cast out demons in your name. And he'll say, I never knew you. But we can have assurance of our faith. It just has to be truly in Jesus and not in the works and not in ourselves. I remember one time when I was a teenager, I was really about the sinner's prayer. I thought, if I can just get people to read it, they'll be saved, and I'll save my whole high school. I remember sitting across from one of my friends, I had a necklace that had the sinner's prayer on the back, and I went to my friend, I was like, hey man, you just gotta read this. If you read this, then you'll be saved, and you won't go to hell. So he read it, and, and he was like, okay, great, I'm, I'm going to heaven. I'm like, yeah. And I told him, you're, you're guaranteed, man, you're going to heaven. There's no Bible verse that says if you read the sinner's prayer, you're going to heaven. But if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will have eternal life. But if you really believe those things, you will follow what he said. So to answer the question in, in the long run, yes, there, there is a, there's a judgment for believers. And that's more, it's not a salvation judgment. It's looking at what we did with the name of his son. And he's going to welcome us in, give us different rewards. And we say, hey man, were, were you faithful with my name? Did you really believe? And then, for those who don't believe, they will be judged on their deeds in that Revelation 20 passage. It's important to know this. It's important to self-examine. Are we true disciples? Are we just saying, Lord, you're good? Are we singing the songs and, and just doing the church thing, but not having really put our faith in Jesus? I mean, look, th throw a stone and you'll hit anyone. And they'll say, hey, I'm a spiritual person. Most of America would identify themselves as Christians, as believers. And I'm not the judge. I'm not judge or juror. I'm just saying what scripture says. And scripture says that not many people who call me Lord, Lord will actually be there because they didn't really put my faith in me. They just made it a culture. They're just saying words with their mouth, but they don't actually mean and believe what they say. They're not putting their words and actions together. We, yeah, live in a spiritual, a spiritual culture, but it's all about ourselves, not about denying ourselves and picking up our crosses and following him. If we really want a life and relationship with Jesus and to spend eternity with him, we got to follow what he says. Because if he really is who he said he is, then I'm going to follow everything. I'm going to tear this book apart trying to understand what he's asking of me. And what he's asking is for my surrender, to humble myself and to follow after him. 
So don't get caught up thinking like, oh, I prayed that prayer. I prayed that prayer when I was four. I prayed that prayer at that camp. No, did you actually put your faith in him? And does your life show that? Are you living in a manner worthy of the gospel? And if you're not, good news. You can make that decision today. So if we are believers, our job, let's go tell people. Let's tell people about the good news. And if you're hearing this and you're like, hey, I think I'm going to be at that Revelation 20 great white throne judgment. And I'm nervous that my, my name won't be in the book of life. Let me tell you today, you can put your faith in Jesus right now. Really put your faith in him. Humble yourself, deny yourself, and go after him. And you will be saved. We are truly saved by faith alone. Please don't get me wrong on that. We are saved by our grace. We are saved by faith. But our actions will show that. James says, faith without works is dead. Works don't save us, but our faith leads to good works. Today, may you sit there rest assured, if you really put your faith in Jesus, you can have confidence that you will spend eternity with him. And if you haven't, today, may you put your faith in the one who can truly save. So is is God of the New Testament as wrathful as the God of the Old Testament? In Hebrews 13 verse 8, it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The God of the Old Testament is the same one that's in the New. The wrathful God of the Old Testament is the same loving Jesus in the New. He was just as loving in the Old Testament. He's just as wrathful in the New. He's the same God. Treat sin seriously. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And run after him. Run towards him. And if you do believe, what are you doing with his name? And if you don't, scripture is clear. You'll be judged on what you've done. And you won't measure up. But if you put your faith in him, you can have assurance today. You will be with him and he will wipe the tears from your eyes. Till next time. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like and subscribe and see you next time.